What is going on, everybody, and welcome into a Tuesday, May 17th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast presented by DraftKings. I am your host, Julian Edlow, um, and we are all the way to the conference finals in the NBA playoffs. Um, Celtics Heat coming through in the East, Warriors and Mavericks coming through in the West. A big upset, a sizable upset, at least out West. Um, Luka Doncic taking care of the Suns single-handedly, tied with them in terms of points at halftime, and that game seven on the road, never in doubt. Another blunder for for Chris Paul and company a year after they finally break through. Um, You know, the story of this Heat-Celtics kind of rematch from two years ago, Eastern Conference Final in the bubble, two completely different teams, two much better teams, I would say, particularly the improvements Boston has made. I think there's a lot of cool storylines to be had in this conference finals and to discuss them we're bringing in a guest um if you follow me for nba on twitter you probably follow him but if you don't you need to be at ski profit hakeem profit he can you can find some work at wager talk spotify live pub sports radio um the man knows his nba ski how we doing man i'm doing well thanks for having me on it's good to be talking to you again i enjoy hanging with you when we're in vegas and um looking forward to finding ways to make some money Yes, that is why we are here. And one of the things that I say about these NBA playoffs, this is kind of a thing that, you know, I've become like self-aware of is that as the playoffs slow down, I need to slow down with the NBA. There's just less games. There's one game every night now, pretty much. When there's 13 games in January, you can find that edge. You can find that player prop that, you know, guys are going to be ruled out. I don't think we're going to see any load management here in the conference finals. Um, but we'll start in the East because the East is uh, on the night that we're, we're recording here. And um, we do have some potential injury news. Lowry's obviously already out, but Marcus Smart is, um, you know, genuinely questionable for this game with whatever foot injury he suffered in game seven against the Bucs. Um, from what I'm hearing around Celtics people is like probably maybe the wrong side of questionable um, for this one, that it's a legit issue. And, you know, he missed time in the, he missed one game in the first, uh, in the second round and the rest did him well. And he came back and was, was good the rest of that series. So looking at this game one ski, I think it's a, a tough spot for the Celtics who are heavy favorites kind of in the series minus 185 at the moment on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, yet slight underdogs in game one and will be larger underdogs if smart winds up out. Um, the, what is the stat? Here we go. Teams with four days more rest in the playoffs against teams with two or fewer days rest in the playoffs going back to 2005, 31, 18 and one ATS. So the numbers tell you this is a heat spot, but the Celtics have been pulling off weird things ever since mid January. Um, Let's just start with game one. Give me your thoughts there before we kind of branch out to the series. We're, you know, we're in the same boat on a lot of these things. A couple of key words that you said that stuck out to me. Um, first, the Heat are underdogs in the series, but they're favorites in game one. And secondly, you said it's a Heat spot. And that's exactly what the numbers are telling you. You know, I kind of looked at similar stats, a little bit different way. It's playoff home favorites with more rest than their opponent. And this goes back to 2003. They're 75% straight up winners. And if you want to look at the Celtics um, at a rest disadvantage this year when they've been on the road, they're three and 10 straight up, 23%. So it's clearly on the spot for the Heat who have been chilling um, since the 13th and Celtics only getting one day's rest to recover. And like you said, Marcus Smart with his sprained foot, 
even if he's out there, how healthy will he be? Robert Williams, I don't think he's 100% either. So you have a fairly healthy team in Miami. I know a lot of people are on the injury report, but it's been that way the entire playoffs versus Celtics team that's banged up. So I want the healthy team at the house. Um, and I saw something interesting. It was brought to my attention, honestly, really right before this show. It's Eric Spolstra. Let me just get this correct here. Eric Spolstra, or the Heat under Eric Spolstra um, as a playoff favorite, 64 and 33 against the spread, 66%. 74 and 23 straight up, that's 76%. And it makes sense because a lot of those teams were, you know, LeBron James, D Wade, Chris Bosch, but also that push they made to the finals a couple of years ago. So right. I think it's a great spot for the Heat tonight. I think their defense is a lot better than Milwaukee. Milwaukee plays a lot of drop coverage, allows Boston to shoot three after three after three. You're going to get a, get a lot more trapping from Miami. I think I trust Jimmy and, and P.J. Tucker to maybe make life a little bit more difficult for Tatum and Brown. And um, in general, I heard Jimmy Butler say last series, and I think you know it's going to go for the rest of the playoffs. He says pretty much if they don't care about scoring and they just focus on defense, they will win. That's the Heat's identity. So I like the Heat tonight. And I think it's a low total, but I would only be looking towards an under. I'm I'm with you there. These two teams combined 16 and six to the under in the postseason. We saw that game six between Philly and Miami finish 99-90. We saw the Celtics in game seven hold Milwaukee to 81. Um, and it's a game one. So they're going to be feeling each other out, maybe taking a little bit more time on the shot clock to figure out the defense. Um, and like you said, what I, what I worry about the Celtics in this game is that they just saw so much Milwaukee and became accustomed to the way that they needed to attack that drop coverage. And when you come off a screen against Brooke Lopez, it's the complete opposite thing as coming off a screen against Bam. Um, so it's going to be different. And I think maybe, you know, even if the Celtics figure it out in the second half, uh, I think maybe Miami first half could be a strong play in this game. Well, the Celtics are still figuring out a totally different defense and without that rest and coming off the game seven. Um, I'm with you there. Now, where it becomes interesting is the series because this, like I said, the, really like quick, 185 series. The series if that's What's okay. Up? I said really quick. I think I might see it a little different. I feel like um, with Miami and, you know, who knows who's right or wrong yet, but with Miami having, uh, it's going to be, you know, rust, or it could be some rust versus a Celtics team who's continued, continually been playing. I think for the Heat, okay. the longer the game goes on, the more advantage they have because they're rested, whereas the Celtics probably bring a little bit of momentum from their last series into the first quarter. Okay, there you go. That is fair, too. There are two totally different angles to that when we get in these situations and what we're going to see how it goes. Um but yeah, so to look to look at the series, I mean, a minus 185 series favorite that's an underdog in game one is a pretty decent gap. Um, how do you feel about this series? I, I do have some heat plus 550 to win the East. So I've already taken some Celtics now and we'll see what happens in game one. But I did not put as much as I wanted to there because like we just said, this is a Miami spot. I think down one nothing is where I would want to then get back in on the Celtics a little bit more and save some of my bullets here to, to use then. Um, the Celtics, the first time the Celtics led the series against the Bucs, 
was a four to three series victory after game seven. They were either trailing or tied the whole time. They needed their backs against the wall to come through. And I think we might see a similar situation in this series. How do you feel about this series as it goes on? Well, I'm kind of similar to you again in the fact that, you know, I, I don't really have to bet this series because I'm already a winner. <laughs> I have the Heat plus 400 to win the East and I have the Celtics plus 320. So I've done my job That's there. That's a winner. But for the, <laughs> yeah, for the sake of, you know, for everybody else trying to make money right now. And um, I mean, obviously, if you're going to bet on a team um, to win the series, you're betting on them in that same game because otherwise you'll be waiting to get a better price after they lose. So with us saying that it's a Miami Heat spot and we like the Heat tonight pretty much, like, I agree. If you like Boston, you, from my perspective, I think Boston has a chance to win this series. I would wait till after this first game and jump in at a much better price. Or if you're also like me and you think this series is going to go seven games, you could approach it and maybe, like, if you're betting the Heat tonight, you could also take the Heat plus one and a half games. That's minus 135. Or... And also, you got to focus on making good bets. There's a lot of, you know, different options out there. For example, I saw you can bet for this series to go seven games plus 190. But you can take the Heat to win in seven plus 450. You can take Celtics to win in seven plus 500. And that's more than that plus 190 price that you're getting. So right. I think it goes seven. And if you're not in already, that's probably the way that I would bet the series. That's fair. Um, this is going, I mean, this is not going to be a five game series, put it that way. And I think the over five and a half games, it's juicy. It's like minus 190 or something, but I would be shocked if this isn't a six or seven game series. I would say from a Celtics standpoint, and I do like the Celtics overall in the series, it's going to be a much more comfortable spot for them to try and get this done in six, um, that being at home. Uh, but they already passed one test, I guess, with a home game seven. Maybe they're going to have to pass a test with a road game seven to, to earn their way to the finals. That that wouldn't shock me either. Um, so it sounds like it sounds like so heat series spread. If you were going to get bet like a series spread or a total games or whatever, it sounds like either heat series spread plus the game and a half or um, taking both teams to win in seven is where you're at there. Absolutely. And real quick, I just kind of look at the series as a whole. And although, like, my brain is telling me that Miami is going to win the series, my heart is telling me, and not that I'm a Celtics fan, uh, I've been riding him pretty hard this year. Okay. <laughs> my heart is telling me that, you know, I should be betting the Celtics, but I look at who's probably the more healthy team. And I say right now, that's Miami. If I have to ask myself who's the better coach, I trust Spolstra. In mm -hmm. my opinion, who's the better team? I think it's Boston. Who has the best player in this series? I think it's Boston. Home court advantage and rest advantage goes to Miami. So I have to pick Miami right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're making good points. It's going to be tight with, uh, with what you said. And, you know, one of the things, the Celtics are very similar to Miami, I guess, in, in some ways with their, with their rotation, but they have those, you know, how the Heat have gotten through the playoffs, they beat, Atlanta because they're they're better than Atlanta that's just kind of kind of simple but with Philly you know Philly had the talent advantage I guess with with Harden and Embiid to a degree Embiid wasn't there the whole time but huge coaching advantage uh, so many other advantages for Miami there this one you get more of a balanced team where I feel like the Celtics are a lot like the Heat except the top end talent with Tatum and Brown 
gives the Celtics an advantage somewhere. But you might be right with the rest, the health, the coaching. That may tip it to Miami. So either way, I think we're going to see a great Eastern Conference final. Um, I'll give you that guy this. I'll take Ime Doko over Doc Rivers, and I'll take Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum over James Harden any day. <laughs> I agree with all of that. Um, thank you to Doc for 2008. It was a great run. Um, <laughs> that was uh, that was the players carried the carried the weight there. I would say. Um, all right, on to the Western Conference Final that tips off on Wednesday, the 18th, Dallas at Golden State. Um, five point spread in that game, two fourteen and a half. Total uh, Warriors minus 210 on the money line. Mavs plus 175 on DK Sportsbook. For the series, the Warriors are laying 225. Dallas plus 185. Um, If you go to the series spread here, it's essentially the Warriors are plus 110 laying the game and a half. You're getting minus 135 on Dallas, getting the plus game and a half. Um, I think there's some interesting angles to this one. My initial reaction was, that I like Golden State, um, but the more like the more you look into the numbers, the more you see some value on Dallas. And I don't know if it's necessarily to win the series, but taking some taking some numbers. You just mentioned how the Celtics might carry some Game Seven momentum, even on the road on shorter rest. Dallas has that same opportunity against Golden State. Golden State has gotten um, fortunate; they haven't really played anybody too tough, I would say. And if John Morant didn't get hurt, who knows how the rest of that series goes? Whereas, uh, you know, Luka Doncic and company, I don't, I don't put too much stock in the Jazz because I think they're a little bit of a mess right now. But what they did in, to Phoenix completely legitimizes them. I, what I'm, tr- long story short, and I have some Warriors to win the West already at plus money, so I probably have to do some hedging, obviously. But like, all right at a good price um i think golden state probably wins the series but i think there's value on dallas if that makes sense i think they're still being undervalued in this spot um ski what say you on the western conference final well before i start i don't know if you peaked uh dallas plus one and a half games did you see a price on that that is dallas plus one and a half games is currently minus 135 on dk sportsbook okay so if you like the Dallas side, I kind of feel like I would feel more comfortable picking that. So what I'll start and say is, first and foremost, I'll give Jason Kidd some credit because yeah. the Suns, obviously, I mean, we're the best regular season team, 64 wins, right? And they looked like they were going to cruise through this series after the first two games. And Jason Kidd made some adjustments. Um, he starts trapping Booker at the top, starts forcing Chris Paul to the left, having a uh, Luca or other guys meeting them at the elbow and it flustered, it flustered this Suns team. So like I said, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that. That same defensive scheme that he's using, it's not going to work on this Warriors team. Right. Um, when that death lineup is out there, they have too many guys who can create for themselves and, and score. So it's going to take a lot more, um, a lot more from Jason Kidd to get Dallas over the hump here. How I think about this game Honestly, I feel like Golden State hasn't played a good game yet. And I think, you know, yeah. they're they're due to explode, honestly. And I hate to use the word due, but Dre's been hurt down the stretch. Steph has been hurt. I feel like maybe they're just now getting their legs settled. They're just now getting that cohesion back. And this is another one where Warriors have had more rest um, than Dallas. Dallas playing that seven-game series. I told you, playoff um, home favorites with more rest than their opponents went 75% of the time. Now, in this one, it's not really a pick em, right? 
something I've been doing so far this year in the NBA. Guys do it in baseball. They do it in hockey. Um, in those sports, it's like a minus one line. Well, you can create that same kind of deal. Golden State is minus five right now. The min money line is minus 210. Um, if you create your own line by betting both, it becomes minus 162. And the implied probability at that number is 61.8%. Still gives you an edge because I told you these teams went 75% of the time since 2003. What you would do if you want to bet this way, um, the amount that you are risking on the spread, you bet to win on the money line. And so that's probably, I haven't put it in yet, but that's probably the way I'm going to go here and um, for game one. I know my bet. I'll kick it back to you. I know we'll dive deeper into the series. Yeah, I like that angle. I like that angle. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a little torn on this series where I think that there's value on the Mavericks and you know Luka's going to find a way to have his way, it seems like, the way that he's going right now. Um, but like you mentioned, that death lineup that Golden State can put out there, you're talking about how the Mavericks are like too small to defend Aiton and they have a, they're kind of forced to play smaller ball. Um, well, that's what Golden State does, and it's tough to beat Golden State at its own game when it now it just gives them opportunities to play that lineup more and not have to defend uh, Jokic like Draymond had to do in the first round or any any guy like that. I don't know how they necessarily stop Doncic, but the rest of the guys I feel more comfortable with when Golden State has that lineup out there that they're just gonna be able to do what they do better than than Dallas will. Um, so in terms of this series, I guess, how, how far do you see Dallas pushing it? Um, you can do so like, what's the price here? Golden State to win game one and win the series double result is minus 125 on DK Sportsbook. That seems like one way, like if I'm betting Golden State in this series, I like them in game one, particularly with the rest advantage stuff that we're talking about and you're at home and you're favored. And then to go on and win the series. If I'm back in Golden State, it seems that is the way that that catches my eye to do so. Yeah, that's 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 the way that I would go. That sounds extremely smart. I'm like you, where you know I already have Golden State plus 300 to win the West, so um, I'm comfortable with that position. But I like them to win this game one. I told you reasons why, and I like them to win the series. As far as the series goes, this is how I see it. You're gonna wear Luca out. I feel like the Suns mm -hmm. started to do it, but they kind of just shied away from it. Or maybe um, it was the adjustments from Jason Kidd didn't allow them to do it. But you saw Golden State do it to Jokic because Jokic has to do everything on offense and they put him in every single action on defense. And he was exhausted. You could see him on the bench. You could see when he's playing. He's not he, – he, that's going to be Luka in this series. And Golden State, they faced a couple of players already, you know, similar to Luka, I'll say. They've faced a James Harden in Houston where he's just iso ball and everybody else is spread out and they had to get past that team. They faced obviously a LeBron James kind of deal. So Curry said he knows how to play against a Luka style and Golden State, they're not shy. Like they'll play zone. They'll play triangle in two, which they got from the Raptors when they played against uh, the Warriors in the finals, when they were banged up, they'll play boxing one. And it's just so many different ways you know, with the bodies that they have available to throw at Luka, where I think they're the much better team. I'll look at it like this. Like, if if the Warriors are wearing Luka out all series long, right? Let's say Mavs try to do the same thing. You know, they like to pick on guys. Let's say they pick on Steph Curry. They're wearing Steph Curry out. 
if you take Steph out the game and Luke out the game, I still think Golden State's the clear better team. So mm-hmm. I just think the longer the series goes, more advantage Golden State. And I like your angle for Golden State to win game one and win the series. All right. Let me ask you this question. This is less of a less of a sports betting question, but one that we've talked about on a couple of shows at DraftKings. And I think it's worth mentioning. Like, how much stock do you put in Golden State's experience? Because you were just talking about guys that Golden State has faced and referencing guys like a Harden, like LeBron that are in the past. And I think we think of the war, I think put it this way. I think the Warriors are a little bit overvalued based on brand name when it comes to pricing, but that doesn't mean they're not going to win. Um, like maybe the 225 on the series should be 190 or something, but they're getting that reputation because Kerr, Curry, Thompson, Draymond still there. The rest outside of, I guess, like a Looney and an Iguodala who's barely playing, um, you know, not many other guys from that core. Do you still put much stock in Golden State's experience going against a team like Dallas that also hasn't hasn't been in this spot before? Um, or is the, the past the past? I think experience is key. I mean, okay. I can compare it to other situations, but I'll just say, if you just look at the last game that Dallas played, I mean, Phoenix, they made it to the finals last year, but they didn't play any game sevens. Doncic, he's played a few game sevens, and you right. know exactly what he's going to do. He didn't look nervous. Everybody else looks scared to death on the Phoenix Suns. So I think experience matters. You go in there comfortable, knowing what you have to do. You're not going to get flustered if you get down. And um, I love Steve Kerr, too. I just think you know, having him back is going to be a, a big help because Mike Brown is terrible. And Mike Brown did not do himself any favors uh, <laughs> over the last week or so. Um, good luck to the Kings. That's quite a quite a match that they've created there. Yeah, I'm surprised he, you know, still has that job right now. But Steve Kerr keeps his team composed, and I, I, I do put something to that, you know, having been there before. All right, there you go. So I, I do agree that there's something there. I said it's a little overblown, but just because they don't have quite as many guys. But in crunch time, the, I mean, the three guys that are going to be touching the ball is probably Curry, Clay, and Draymond, and those are the guys with the experience. Um, Jordan Poole won't be shy while he's out there. We know that he'll be take, he'll be putting his shots up, but the experience not necessarily there. Um, all right, before I'll I let give you, go, you that, Luca is the best player on the floor, and you always have a shot when Luca's on the floor. He is the best player on on the floor, which says something when you have you know a two time MVP, the first ever unanimous MVP in Steph Curry, and the other team has the best player. That that can be dangerous if he plays the way that he did against Phoenix. He's going to give Dallas a shot, but I like your, I like your point a lot about the Suns not having a game seven last year where everybody just kind of says they're that team that went to the finals, won the first two games of the finals, but they had never been in that situation. And Dallas had, I like that. Ang- I like that angle a lot on that game seven. Let me give you one more thing then. Let's get it. You know, I, I started off by saying, I'm going to give kid his credit, right. For mm-hmm. his adjustments that he made. Now I'm, I'm going to say this. I think the Mavs, as a whole, are getting too much credit for where they're at right now. They okay. faced Utah Jazz, who've been in complete disarray. They haven't liked each other. They haven't wanted to be together since long ago in the regular season. Yep. Um, and then they faced the Phoenix Suns, who just completely gave up and didn't care after you know game four or game five, whatever it was. So I think 
if you want to look at their stats or what they've done in the playoffs, majority of the games that they played were against teams that didn't show much effort or acted like they care. I don't think you're going to see that in this series. That's fair. Analy the Jazz are one of those teams that analytics seem to love, and analytics guys are telling me that the Jazz are good. I, we saw what we needed to see from the Jazz. They're done, um, and yep. they're going to be broken up, I would assume. Um, all right, I'm just flipping through the, the board on DraftKings Sportsbook, seeing if anything else really pops up here. This might not be something you've capped yet, so I don't want to put you on the spot. Feel free to just pass on any Go of this. For it. But like outside of individual game player props on DK Sportsbook, you can bet like full conference finals props, like the rebounding leader for the series. Um, it's like Bam minus 105, Horford plus 125, and then it goes all the way to Jimmy Butler plus 900. It doesn't need to be that bet specifically, but like, is there any, you can bet anything. Points, rebounds, assists, threes to lead a series. Is there anybody that, off the top of your head jumps out to you in any categories like like that you know i i don't even have those kind of things available to me on this coast over here so we're, I fa we're even... fancy at dk sportsbook yeah. you want to bet on it we got it <laughs> i see i have to you know i got to get over there where you guys have it available but um i would say jimmy butler's been pretty good in the playoffs this, this year uh, i want to say he's been you know carrying a scoring load Tatum and, and, and Brown will probably share it. So for that reason, I might pick Jimmy Butler to lead in points in that series, if that's a prop. And for rebounds, um, you know, Robert Williams, I don't think he's going to play that many minutes because he's not that healthy. Yeah. So what is, what is a, I think it's Tatum. It was either Tatum or Brown who were doing a really good job rebounding. And I think it's Tatum. Tatum, Tatum was rebounding a lot as that series went on with with Williams out um let me get that number for you you probably get a nice plus price on him man big you know big price there uh wow do you want to guess what Jason Tatum is to have this isn't per game this is the most actual rebounds in the series Boston Miami you want to guess what Tatum is uh he would probably be like what is he like plus three thousand <laughs> plus two thousand not far okay. off um yeah, I would all right well, like that Couple couple shekels. Um, see where it goes. <laughs> and another cool one. I think we just put this up today because I didn't even know these were here. But we've got like, you know, the conference finals now have the MVPs, the Larry Bird Award, a trophy, and the Magic Johnson Trophy. Makes sense each conference. Pretty cool. You can bet on that now. Conference finals MVPs. East Jason Tatum minus one twenty favorite. Jimmy Butler plus two hundred. Jalen Brown plus nine hundred. Bam plus twelve hundred. Um, out west, another favorite that you're laying juice, Steph Curry minus 125, Luca plus 200, Draymond plus Draymond Clay are both plus 1100. Um, I'll say this jumps out to me immediately that I said, What Dallas is plus 185 for the series? I think just bet Luke if you like him, just bet Luka Doncic plus 200 to win the series MVP because there's no way that the Golden State Warriors can win this series without Luka Doncic being the MVP. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. That and, one, uh, the numbers just don't make sense. Any take on the on the East from those numbers I threw out? The East. Tatum minus 120 is a much better price than a 185 series. The problem is, obviously, could Brown be the better player for six, seven games? Yes, but probably unlikely. And I don't have the numbers to back it up, but 
I'm pretty sure if you look up the times these teams have played during the regular season, it was Jalen Brown who had the better games than uh, okay. over Jason Tatum. So maybe I lean more towards him. I really want to get a plus price in here, but so I guess for the sake well, of well, it's it's I mean it like the people that win NBA Finals MVP like every once in a while you get an Andre Iguodala, but like it's generally just the guy. So it's hard not to be chalky when you're talking like MVP awards. It is. Um, I guess for that, I, for the Miami side, I will go Jimmy Butler because I think if they win, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like the Boston side, I'm always trying to find that long shot. I, I'll go either. I think Brown is number one choice. And if not him, I would take a long shot on Marcus Smart because <laughs> I think wow. he's very I'm important so- to everything that they do. Marcus Smart, who could miss game one, plus 3,000. If he misses game one and the Celtics lose, he comes back and and – has some good games. I don't know. Plus 3000. There you go. Um, all right. That is a conference finals preview um, for the East and West. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter at unreasonable odd. We ran out of room with that S as you guys know, but hopefully you're following it by now. Follow ski on profit. Uh, follow ski on Twitter at ski profit. I'm mixing all <laughs> my words together. Um and you can find all his work there, unless you got anything else to plug for us, uh, Ski. No, I, I tweet out everything that I do. So as long as you follow me on Twitter, we're good. And I enjoy doing this show with you. Thanks for having me on. Good conversation. And, you know, hopefully we make some money. Hopefully we make the viewers some money. Of course, man. That is the goal. We will uh, we will get together again next season, talk some, talk some NBA during the regular season, get some different you know, different time of year. So different viewpoints. So I think that would be, that would be valuable, but thank you for sure for coming on with us. Anytime brother. All right. Um, Unreasonable odds. We will be back NBA finals preview. We will have an NBA draft podcast as well. Um, And I'll be back with my co-host Steve Buchanan. We'll mix in a couple MLB um, podcasts for you guys over the next six weeks or so before the end of June, mixing it in with NBA. Thank you guys for listening. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.